Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Soccer City. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Powered by your Kentucky and a Toyota dealers. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Eckage will strike and scores! Here are your hosts, Benton Newman and Zach Allen Kelly. Welcome to Soccer City Radio. My name is Benton. I'm Zach. Zach, did you did you feel that in the air when we were walking into the studio today? That nice, crisp, cool air? That's playoff season. We are here. We finally made it. I'm excited. I mean, I, yesterday and today it felt more like end of playoff weather than start of playoff weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little, a little too cold too a quickly. Brisk. I think crisp is, is generous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. So, welcome guys today to Soccer City Radio. We're going to be talking about Louisville City's match against Hartford, talk a little bit about the playoffs. We'll have Danny Fondes, goalkeeper um, for Louisville City, be calling in. Then, uh, towards the end of the show, we'll, we'll talk things racing. Get some, some news. Uh, news, honor snubs. I'm a little heated about some of those. Um, Make sure you guys are joining in the conversation. You d- use the UPS Jobs text line 437 9680. We are also collecting honors and superlatives for next episode. We want to we want to honor the players of both teams, whether they're goofy or serious accolades that you have. Make sure you send them our way. Shoot them over via the text line or hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City Radio. I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts, and we'll have uh, some fun conversation. We we'll hear from week. the people on the awards. Exactly. Yeah, I want to hear some creativity. We don't need me bitten up in our high tower deciding all these. Yeah, yeah. You tell us. What, what awards you want to hear? And heck, even give us a nominee. Just anything you got. So, again, hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City Radio. Zach, you want to talk about that last match, that Hartford that match? very important Hartford match with so much on the line. I'm, I'm glad it was, still, it was still a good match. I know it was meaningless in terms of the standings. But I mean, it's nice other, to have everything locked up. Yeah, it's, 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 not a, it's not a negative. Other people point out, like, you know, some players are playing for their, their jobs and whatnot, and I get it, and... Tab Ramos is still trying to re, uh, rekindle, or rekindle this Hartford squad. Um, so, you know, there's still some motivation in these matches. But as far as the table is concerned, yeah, not really. Yeah. Nothing there. Everything's decided already. So one thing I did want to bring up first on that match is I sat there for the first two minutes uh, looking and just staring at Hartford's kits. Nothing wrong with them. It was just it was just tickling some deep-seated memory in my mind. And it took a couple of minutes, but it came to me. Do you remember those white little um, cups from the 90s with the splashes of the teal and the little purple squiggles? Apparently it has a name. It's the jazz design. But anyway, those kits reminded me of those cups. And so I deeply appreciate oh, them after that connection. the Dixie Cup kits. Yes. Yeah, did you know it had a name? Jazz. That's the name of that design. I mean, you see that, you think jazz. <laughs> no, I, I, I think 90s. 
<laughs> I had to look it up. I had to Google it. They just need the they need the pink dry brush stroke yeah. swish. That's all they're missing. They were re- they were real close, but yeah, that, like, in the, how the numbering numbering kind of looked it like it kind of gave off a little bit of that effect. Obviously not as starch, but they're good kits. They had good vibe. Yeah, I wasn't against them. I had never seen them before. I knew what their home kits looked like, but I had no idea what their way kit looked like. Anyway, that's getting distracted. Let's talk about the match itself. And what one victory? Yeah, it was two one victory. Yeah, yeah, and and played out. I mean, you made me hesitate on the score, and I'm like, was it? I have fought <laughs> yeah. mob open. I don't know why I didn't just look at that. I know it wasn't important, but we did win. Yeah, yeah. What so, the biggest takeaway for me in that match is that first half. I know the goals weren't flowing like we would expect it, but. That was probably some of the most beautiful play I've seen from this team. I just thought things were fluid. They were playing with confidence and freedom. I get to use one of my favorite terms, liquid football. Lots of good chances. Mm-hmm. Although that's one of those situations. You go a full half with chances like that and don't score any, that's when it starts to make you feel that, that feeling in the, in the oh. pit of your stomach. Like, oh... Oh, they're gonna they're gonna win this on paper, and Hartford is gonna is gonna come steal one. Oh, I was I was totally thinking that. It's, but as far as the the play itself, again, the goals weren't coming. But, but man, it was you had to be getting the chances, good. but not getting the chances. Yeah, and you know, Coach Cruz went back to his back three, which we know he loves and likes to use, and it had been used with mixed results this season. Looking if better it, of late. Yeah, if it looks like that, then heck, I, you know, count me in on that. Sign me up. That back three, it, that was fun to watch. You know, again. I guess a relatively weaker opponent, but still good well, looking football. And it's good to have like a tactical change up like that in the back pocket because oh, yeah. I think most of the times they've played it, it, they've switched in and out of it in the course of games. Yep. So it's it's very nice to have that just like as another another arrow in the quiver. Yeah, based on his post match comments, it was a very intentional decision to do that because later in the match they went to more of a traditional uh, back four sort of setup, and he had a bunch of different substitutions, which again were, were probably largely to get minutes for people, and then also take some people off who had gotten some cards and whatnot. You don't don't want a red card. <laughs> I mean, especially late. especially with having a couple injuries going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. having some tactical flexibility to be able to change the lineups and change. Like how many players at certain positions are on the field, I think is very useful. Yeah, exactly. Especially you know guys like Brian Ombi, we still haven't seen him back. I was kind of expecting him to be back in the on the bench, maybe starting to get some some minutes back, but he was absent again. So that made me pretty a little, ner. That made a me concerning. Yeah, it made me pretty nervous. I think in the hope, the optimism with the team is that he'll be back by then. But it's still, I think, very much a a question mark coin flip as far as we're concerned getting that buy is really helpful for that corbin bone has been out the past two matches too has any i'm not I sure if there's so. any sort of injury concern there but uh another situation to to keep an eye on but i guess of all the positions midfields where we're, we've been the most flush yeah i didn't i didn't check the lineup uh he wasn't on he the, was not he was not in the 18 yeah yeah not so. not for not for harper and i don't think another before that another either. small bit of concern yep so we'll wait and see they got a week off but what we learned after that match is they have a friendly setup for that week off. It gets none other than St. Louis City, uh, SC2, whatever that full name is. But he's over in St. Louis. The Flying John Hackworths. <laughs> <laughs> so, Who, that, I, I mean, had a very good season this year. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a good team to get for a friendly because... It, Didn't they make it is, to the final of their respective tournament, whatever that is, for yes, MLS they did, Next? And they, they finished, if not at the top, near the top. Mm-hmm. For for of the table for that league, so I, I think it will be 
quality competition. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's a mutually beneficial thing. I mean, although St. Louis's season is is over, I think Coach Hackworth is probably viewing this as an opportunity for his his young guys, his young squad to get some good good minutes against a good side. And I don't think he's ever going to pass up an opportunity like that. Also, help out his good buddy coach danny cruz yep. so well and we talked about all around last week with the <laughs> the terrible nwsl scheduling where uh ol rain is basically getting two bye weeks before the match like he, it's it's one thing to be rested but you you won't want to be rusty so yeah. you gotta you gotta get some some at least simulated game time in in the in, in that bye week it's a balance you have to strike and, I'm, and so I was happy to hear that they were doing something like that again I, I trusted that Coach Cruz and his staff would have that under control but it's nice to hear that confirmation um, you know they'd be playing a opponent they actually played early in the season I almost yeah. forgot about that actually but Open Cup yeah. our favorite competition it's a fun time there so um oh another piece of news we almost forgot Kyle Morton with the conclusion of that match Kyle Morton officially won the Golden Glove the first one to do it in Louisville City history, which is weird considering we've had a lot of great keepers. And a lot of great defenses. Yeah. Well, I feel like, if I'm remembering correctly, some of our years where we had our stoutest defense, I think we had multiple keepers get some of those clean sheets, so that probably... Diluted hurt, things? Yeah, hurt the gold gold race. Well, that's that's an unnecessary asterisk to his award. Well, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if the team has had the team Golden Glove. Is that even a thing? No, but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a close competition. The reason he won it is because Jordan Farr of San Antonio conceded two goals in his match on that same night playing at, at that same time. And because of that, it gave Kyle Morton that, that slightly narrowly. So it was a very tight race, but he won. Good thing to have. Yep. He, he, he deserved it. He's been outstanding add season. that one into the superlatives for next week <laughs> no they got be we got figure of goofier ones we'll find <laughs> something goofy for him something weird um so you want to, let's talk let's talk playoffs i know the structure is a can we shout out can we shout that that palo goal from the first half first yeah that that was a goal the the thing i love about palo he just finds himself in the right place at the right time but usually he doesn't get power shots like that usually just kind of passes the ball and yeah, half volley rising like kind of undercut it gave it some backspin yeah just beautiful goal yeah yeah i'm got yeah glad we got that one then that on yeah. a very nice header from dia to set that up too dia's the man yeah he is he is underrated is it i mean i'm sure he got the assist on that but i mean you a, a great finish like that you sometimes forget like a really nice setup so just an all-around great play for that goal and Plus, has, scoring going into halftime settles the nerves so much more than than having to sit still nil nil after dominating like that for a whole half. Makes the team talk a little easier. And I also forgot to ask you about that penalty kick at the end. One, how fortunate were we to get that <laughs> in the dying minutes of the game? But two, were you confused when you first I saw that? I do not. Even having rewatched it, I'm still not positive how a ball could do what that ball did. <laughs> well, it looked like it hit that the bottom part of the crossbar that was on the ground. But in real time, we all watched it. Everybody surrounded me. We were all like ready to start cheering, but we were all really confused and just looking around. And it bounced another. out hard. Yeah, it did. It almost, you know, it almost looked like it hit you know, hit the bar, or hit the back wall that or something. Was the equivalent of one of those dunks where you throw it in so hard the net snaps it back up out of the top? Exactly. Yeah. So it's very confusing. I'm glad that uh, between. 
Cameron Lancaster celebrating and Lance McGarvey letting us know that it was in fact a goal helped us reassure us. But it was it was awkward there for a second. We're like, huh, what? Is a low power shot for sure, for sure. Um, so playoffs, playoffs. We get the first round by, and we will face the lowest seed that advance, which means it will not be Memphis or Tampa for our first match. Yeah, so it gets redrawn after the first these first rounds. Basically. Which I don't, I, I don't, I, I mean, I probably heard this at one point, but I just, I guess I'm not remembering them restructuring the playoffs like that because it wasn't like that last year, right? No, because well, it's it's seven teams this year, and it was not seven teams last that's year. What I that's, that's why it's different. That's what there's I one bye and then three games yeah. for for East and West. So it will theoretically be a Miami or Birmingham or Pittsburgh or who am I forgetting? Detroit. Oh, Detroit. <laughs> That will be our first match, but it will be at home on the 29th, thankfully. The road... All of the to, Eastern yes, Conference matches, so the East theoretically, goes will be at through home. Louisville. The only scenario we would not be at home is a finals against San Antonio. But any other only situation... the playoffs that, that we do not have home against. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice, so let's, uh, let's hope they get knocked out. I'd like, to keep, I'd like to keep home through it all. Although they also got a bye, so not this week. Yeah, not this week. We'll have to wait one more week for that, for that knockout. Um, <laughs> One more thing on the Louisville City front that I do want to plug, a shameless plug at that. On my website, vomitusmoros.com, running a Player of the Year poll. So why don't you check that out? Put in your vote. There'll be a little charitable component off that, but give for good fun. traffic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need traffic. I don't get anything for it. It's just fun. <laughs> it's fun to participate. And again, like I said, there will be a charity side of things once, uh, once that winner is um, decided. So keep an eye out for that. All right, well, guess what? We will go ahead and we're going to cut to a commercial break. When we come back, we'll have Danny Fontes. We'll check in with him and see how things have been going. So make sure you guys stay tuned here to Soccer City Radio on ESPN 680, 105.7. You're listening to Soccer City. Powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City Radio on ESPN 680-1057. I'm Zach. And I'm Benton. And uh, don't forget, we're watching for those text messages. So you can text us at the UPS Jobs text line 437-9680. want to hear if you got any questions for, for Danny. If you got got any comments on the playoffs, let us know. We'll try to get to them before the end of the show. Share your thoughts with us. We yeah. want to hear from you. So, we are we are very fortunate to be graced uh, by the presence of uh, Louisville City goalkeeper Danny Fondes for the second segment. Uh, Danny, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, thanks for coming. So, I... I I guess just to start things out, um, I, I think I was... You've, you've had kind of a, an interesting trajectory to, to get here to Louisville throughout your career. Do you want to do you want to tell people a little bit sort of your your path through the the soccer system and how you wound up here at at Louisville City? Uh just specifically how I ended up here in Louisville, or you want me to start from the beginning? From the beginning. Let give people the intro. Uh, so basically I started off my soccer career when I was 16. Um had a conversation with my dad and at that time he was like you're getting kind of old. Like, if you want to pursue this soccer thing, you should do it uh, outside of the States. So I ended up moving to Chile by myself, uh, which is where both my parents are from. 
and then I joined Vegas up there. I played there until I was in the U-20s, um, U-21s. And then I made my way back to the States just because I was homesick being away for that long. Uh, ended up at Seattle Sounders signing for their USL team. Um, and then kind of bounced around, wasn't sure uh, if I wanted to pursue it anymore. And I ended up taking an opportunity to trial with uh, Orange County. Um, I was a training player for a year. And then they ended up signing me for the following uh, two years where I didn't make any appearances, but I was still part of the championship uh, team that won it all last year. And then uh, just not having the opportunity to play even there, um, just took my chances, reached out to a ton of USL teams. Uh, Louisville City got back to me right away. Uh, they obviously hadn't seen me play, so they're like, you can come to the open tryout. Uh, we'll see how you do there. And I uh, just took the opportunity and ran with it. So going back to your, your time when you when you were, what, you were 16 and you moved to Chile, did your parents go with you or did we, was this a solo adventure? Uh, just by myself. So uh, I do have family in Chile, uh, none that I had met at the time. So like I had grandparents I got to meet. Uh, lots of aunts and uncles, uh, so got close to my family over there, and they're kind of that support system I had, uh, so I wasn't completely by myself. That's good. I'm glad you're able to develop some sort of support system, but man, props to you for for making such a, a big move at a young age. Yeah. Um, so when you when you came for your trial at Louisville City, uh, I guess what did you see from the team that kind of helped you feel this is an organization that you you wanted to join? Because I imagine you were kind of interviewing the club as much as they were interviewing you in a way. Yeah, it was interesting because obviously at open tryouts, it's hard to stand out. So I just did my best and uh, ended up getting brought into the office with uh, Coach Danny Cruz. And just the questions he was asking made me feel like it was the club that cared about its players. And he was interested in seeing more of me. I knew it didn't mean anything yet. But just the fact that he took the time to have that conversation with me like made me want to stick around and uh, really give it like everything uh, just for the opportunity to be here. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you hadn't, um, you, you'd been with Orange County, but you hadn't played a lot of games in the last couple of years. So what was, what was that experience like the, the first match here at, at Lynn Filmy stadium where, where you got the start and, and coming in like a big, nice stadium like that. How, how was that experience? Um, you know, after not having you know played in 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 a in a match in a, in a little while, uh, it was great for me just because my first start happened to be against my ex team. So uh, I think that almost helped in a sense, just because there's so many faces that were familiar on the other side, and I trained with them for so long, so it was nothing to be intimidated by. Uh, and yeah, just the atmosphere just makes it great to just zone into the game and really forget about any pressure there may be and just play the game, which is what all of us want to do. So you're saying the atmosphere helps you zone like zone in rather than distract? Yeah. So, like, kind of just, I guess, immerse myself in the game. Get caught up. Like, in. almost in, insert myself, like, as if I were playing a video game. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> a good way of putting it for us. <laughs> That's something I'm familiar with. <laughs> yeah, that's the most experience I have. 
Um, so your your actual first appearance with the team was on the road, and it came when when when. Kyle Morton went down injured at Tampa. Can you talk to us about that moment having to not only process the injury of your teammate, but the sudden realization that you were going to be in a match against a very tough opponent? Yeah, I didn't have, like, I guess I didn't have time to think about it. So just hopped in there. Um, Cam uh, was on the bench with me. He came over, he gave me a hug. He knew how hard I had been working all year. So he was like, nothing new. Just go in there, do your thing. All the guys backed me to be in there as well. Um, so, yeah, just really had a – didn't have the chance to think about it, just had to go out there. So yeah, that kind of brings me to uh, to another good point. You talked about, um, you know, Cam Sandy and the other guys um, kind of cheering you on. How's, um, how's the relationships been like in the locker room? How's this group, I guess, kind of compared to other locker rooms that you've been in the past? Is it as cohesive as it looks like from the uh, from the outside? Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone in the locker room is a good person, great person. Uh, so it's easy to get on with the guys. And what makes it better is everyone has a competitive spirit. So you could yell at each other in training and then be hugging each other in the locker room an hour later after training. So no one takes anything to heart. We Everything we do, we do uh, so we could grow together and reach the final goal. So uh, I think that's what we all have in common. So kind of shifting away from the field a little bit, one thing we like to ask a lot is about uh, things that, that you guys like to do around town or eat. So do you have like a favorite restaurant that you like to, um, to go to here in town? I know there's a lot of good selections around here. Yeah, so I uh, love going to Con Huevos, uh, which is right on Frankfurt. Uh, the employees are super nice, food super good. Um, that was one of the first spots uh, me and uh, Ray Serrano visited when we got here. And uh, we've been going back pretty frequently. Uh, And then there's a place downtown I like to go to. It's called the Jockey Silks. And, uh, yeah, those are the places I enjoy. I've not actually heard. I'm familiar with Con Waivers. That's good. But the Jockey Silks I haven't heard of. So I'm jotting that down, adding that to my list of places to check out. (laughs) Have you guys been bugging Con Waivers to to update their mural wall, get get some new Louisville City players up there? Yeah, I've been meaning to ask about that because I want to be on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> How many egg sandwiches do I got by get on this wall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, um, what now when you're when you're not playing or, or training or whatnot? Um, what else have you found around town that you you like to do or enjoy? Uh, mostly, uh, just be around the apartments with other teammates. Uh, not too many hobbies at the moment i did like like i like getting out there and playing basketball but at this point of the season or at any point in the season it's kind of dangerous so trying to stay away from that uh yeah really just either relaxing or getting an extra workout in at the facility um i can't think of too many things i do outside of training around the city yeah i I do like hopping on those bird scooters I was going to shout out, uh, you You apparently are a very avid trainer at the facility because we, we play our old man pickup, or we're our old man rec league on Monday nights at the facility, and I've noticed several times when we're leaving from our game, you're out there jogging on the field, so I want to give you a shout out for dedication. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite, uh, favorite thing to do at night. 
Very, yeah, very good. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I don't blame you for for laying low when you're not training or whatnot. I can't, can't imagine the the physical rigors of of being a professional athlete. So don't fault you at all there. But uh, Danny, want to thank you very much for uh, for joining us today, chatting with you a little bit. Uh, you've done awesome every time that your number's been called up on the on the pitch. And wishing you and the rest of the squad the best of luck as you guys head into the playoffs. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, again, Danny. Again, that was Danny Fondes, goalkeeper for, I miss it racing, Louisville City. <laughs> Got tongue-tied there. Should be looking at my paper while I'm talking. So, before it we... It has been, has been super solid this season. Yeah. Uh, like, you mentioned the, the injury to Kyle Morton, but, I mean, I, obviously Kyle Morton has gotten a lot of praise this season for the Golden Glove, but, but I think Danny has been especially good anytime he's had to fill in this year. Absolutely. I think after like, even after that first match where he came in, anytime Kyle's been out, we've been resting pretty easily knowing that, that he's, he's going to be serving in Kyle's place. He has not missed a step. Yeah. It's, it's, that's always a great reassuring feeling when, when somebody like that can just come in when their number is called and, and execute an awesome job. Louisville city has a history of very, very good, uh, backup goalkeepers. And I think this year has continued that tradition. yeah, Yeah. The goalkeeping, core has always been it's always next man next man up and with the goalkeepers for Louisville City not a bad thing at all so we touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the show but I want to circle back to is the playoffs I want to pick your uh, your brain on on some of these matchups that are coming up do some pickums yeah so I'm gonna read off some matchups here and I want you to tell me who you think is going to advance from uh, from them okay all right we're starting the east we got Memphis 901 versus Detroit City Who's coming out on top of that one? I think this is definitely the matchup most likely to end with not the full amount of players on the field. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I predict I predict this game's ten on ten at the end. I think. Oh man, that's a tough one. I think slight slight edge to Memphis just because they're going to be playing at home. Uh, I think that game's in Detroit. I probably favored Detroit there, but. Uh, I think I think away might be a big task. I'm I'm taking Memphis whether it's whether it was in, in Memphis or not. I think they I think they're the better team. I mean, Detroit has done very well playoffs first season the USL props to them, but this Memphis team is uh is different than what we've seen in the past. So, I think still they, hard for me to believe, but yeah. So, we both we both <laughs> yeah. agree Memphis. All right. Next matchup, the Tampa Bay Rowdies versus Miami FC. I mean, you got to go Tampa, right? I hate yeah. I hate to go chalk every time, but I mean I, it, it is what it is. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be Tampa. Yeah, love to be wrong. Trust me, I'd rather not play uh, Tampa <laughs> at all at any point in this. So, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this Tampa team's a lot, and this Miami team is pretty. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say meh, but they're fine. They're they fine. got good games in them. They're fine. But yeah, here's a spicy one: Birmingham Legion versus the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Oh, Kaylee's gonna kill me. You really, you think Pittsburgh's going to? I do gotta it. go Pittsburgh. I think really. I can't. I can't pick the home team all three times. I'm picking based off the team. I'm thinking going to win. I think it's going to be Birmingham. Hammer down. They're moving on. They're, I mean, they're playing get, real good. They're playing very good. They're finally getting their their home team ball. I, I think. But I think someone's getting surprised. I think someone is playing real good, and 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 they're not going to see it coming. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh. Oh for yeah. That any, anything anything could happen. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Legion. Single elimination game. Single elimination tournament. Anything can happen in soccer. All right, Pittsburgh. O- other side of the bracket, we have San Diego Loyal versus Oakland Roots. San Diego, yeah, that that's a pretty lethal offense. I think they're sleep. They're maybe 
I mean, this could be this could be willing for some things because it would mean Louisville has has home field. But I think I think they got a good chance at that at coming out of that West. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not doubting that they've. I mean, they beat San Antonio once before already yeah. this season. All right, next matchup. I think that here, here's one that it could be a spoiler. It's the Switchbacks versus Rio Grande Valley. I think I'm going Rio Grande. I am too. Yeah. RGV. I mean, I think the Switchbacks have cooled down a little bit, especially with Haji Berry no longer in the mix there. He went, he got transferred off to Egypt. He's not he's not on the team anymore. I mean, I'm still th- sure they have a lot of gr- other great players and a whole good cohesive unit, but that was a, it's a big piece missing. Yeah. You can't look past that. So I think that's got spoiler on it. Last match, Sacramento Republic versus New Mexico. Hang on, go New Mexico here. New Mexico. Oh, I like New Mexico. I mean, not not as good of a year as they've they've had in years past this season, but uh, yeah, I could see this one I think, being. I think real Sacramento. Close. They went on that Open Cup run. I think. I think they might. They might have used up all the playoff magic they have for the year. I still think so. they got a little bit left in the tank, but I I would agree. I think this is a. It would be a rather close one. So. These matchups are all taking place this weekend, so since we don't have a little city match, we get to kick back and watch these stress-free. Neutral viewer, I'll be keeping an eye on all these East matchups. I want to see who we're going to be playing. That's what I'm interested in. No matter who it is, it's at home. That's the important part. Yep, it's home. Again, it can't be Memphis and it can't be Tampa, so it's only going to be Detroit, Miami, Birmingham, or Pittsburgh. Move on. Who do you want of those four? What is Probably the most, Pittsburgh. What is the most winnable air quote? Probably Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Uh, I'd say well, Miami. Yeah, Miami. Miami's a good choice, too. I I think Detroit is scarier than Miami. I think you Miami. don't want Detroit, probably, even regardless of, of seating and standings. I definitely... I'd probably go... In order of preference of who I'd want, I'd go Miami, Pittsburgh, Detroit, uh, Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham's the one I went the least. I don't want Birmingham either. Yeah. I'd rather do that one later. I got, I got, I got a lot of respect for Birmingham. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate what they're doing down there. They've got a good group of fans. I'd like for them to be able to come up for the Eastern Conference Finals and not one week earlier. Yes, <laughs> because that also means that we're not doing Memphis and uh, and Tampa Bay rowdies. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, I don't want to do either of those Memphis because. Just, just hairy, testing matchups. It's been two very, very ugly games. You don't want that in the playoffs. You don't yeah. want that ugly noise. It's a, it's, it's a bad way to win. But if it, I mean, if you win by being, being these, these heels or, or however you want to refer to them, like I, man, I kind of, I kind of want Tampa though. I, 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 I no, I, I, would prefer I, I want Tampa. that Tampa matchup. I would prefer Tampa, but if we cannot play them, I wouldn't be. Mad. I like the idea of revenge, but I don't know if I can handle the stress of knowing that. I'd rather go through Tampa than not go through Tampa. Just, I, that's 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 okay. my personality. Okay. I just want the easiest route, yeah. and I think the easiest route does not include them. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to settle some scores. So, yeah. who do you want? Okay, let's let's theorize for a second. Let's pretend we make it to the finals. Who do you want to see come out on the other side? Realistically, I want to see Oakland. Yeah. I don't. I don't <laughs> think that. I don't think that's realistic. Who do you think is? Re- who do you want to see that is realistic? Uh, so take man, out your Oakland and West, your New Mexico. The West is always weird. I mean, maybe New Mexico will make it out of there. The, the West <laughs> tends to, tends to not go the way you expect it. Uh, I think realistic. I mean, you probably want Colorado Springs, like because, like you mentioned, like Hajiberry's gone. Uh, I don't think they're going to make it that. Yeah, far. I don't know how realistic that is, but like you know, if you're picking, I mean, as far as the seeding goes, like that's the one, that's the one the one upset that I have. I mean, on I'd rather have San Diego than San Antonio if that's the question. 
Really? Because it's at home. Oh. <laughs> I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Okay, true. I am, I will say though, I am curious to see what a matchup between Louisville City and Tan- San Antonio looks like. I am a little well, disappointed we did not play them in the regular season. The I team, want to see. The team has never played a final on the road. Yeah, that's so a good observation. That, that would be an interesting new thing. I don't. I don't want a road matchup. Good food in San Antonio. Yeah, I, I'm prepared to make a road trip. I don't Probably want. I don't want a road matchup in, the, in November. But that matchup is just interesting to me. The San Antonio team, like if you look at their stats, they're good, but like in a different way. Make a trip for the final. Go to the Alamo. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I'd go. be down with that. <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife, like, hey, look, here's when the finals are. If San Antonio makes it, I'm going to Texas. Go get some barbecue. I've never been to Texas. I was supposed to go to Texas twice San during a, pan- a pandemic. Stuff, I went to like a work conference in San Antonio. It's nice. Yeah, so I, I would like to check it out, but you know what? Like, prefer just to, you know, play, play all this at home. But again, that matchup is very interesting to me. Just throwing that one out there. Yeah. Throwing that out there. All right. We're going to go ahead. We're going to cut to a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk just a slew of random uh, racing we got a of, stuff. We got a bunch of news stuff to go yeah, over. Yeah, there's, there's a weird hodgepodge list that we have here, so we'll, we'll cover over that. So make sure you guys stay tuned here to ESPN 680-1057. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code order now for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax. Your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. You're locked on Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City. My name's Benton. I'm Zach. Benton, we having a Raven here? What did you, Do you know what you know what the song our, is? You know why I picked like, this? This was Al Snow's entrance when he was in ECW. He lives here in Louisville, so I thought I'd pay him a little bit of tribute, and I like to have these fun, weird wrestling songs. Anyway, welcome back to Soccer City Radio. It's not a wrestling show. It is a soccer show. It's kind of a wrestling show. We get we get a couple references in. And we talk about heels a lot. I think it's a good descriptor. It's a it's a little bit of a wrestling show, a little bit of an analog photography show, a little bit of soccer. We do what we want around here. <laughs> All right. Make sure, join the conversation. Hit us up on the UPS Jobs text line, 437-9680. We want to hear from you. I also want to hear your honors and superlatives you'd like to hear us talk about last week. The goofier and the funnier, the better. Hit us up. You can always do it at Twitter, at Soccer City Radio. Let us know what you're thinking. You got time, though. Speaking of honors, Ben, we got some snubs in the NWSL. I was. Tr- do you want to get angry with me? I was triggered, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to get angry. Hit it. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Give me, re-anger me. Kaylon did not get nominated for goalkeeper of the year. 
like I could I could survive her not winning goalkeeper of the year but not be nominated. She leads the league in 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 goals added for goalkeepers. Did do, she win, do like, these the people blo- not look at stats? She got like the block record. It was like over 117. Okay, I mean it, we've talked about the block record. I, I don't think the block record is necessarily indicative of how good a keeper is. That's mostly how many shots you're giving up. Are you saying it's like the RBI stat in baseball and how it's useless? Yeah. <laughs> I hate RBIs. It's such a useless I think, stat. I think save, saves is, is like RBIs. But still, it's something that we can claim why we're agreeing. She got more saves than other teams' goalkeepers had opportunities to even make saves. <laughs> and yeah, Did you did you already mention the, goal, the, the goals at it? Metric. Yeah. Le- I mean, yeah. Leeds League. She. I got so hot head. I didn't. Even... American Soccer Analysis, who we love, stats for nerds. Big fan. She was the goalkeeper of the season for their like all stats team. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. So again, to not be nominated, that's disrespectful, and I am upset. But hey, it's what I expect from the end of myself. And you want to hear another snub that we got? The Rookie of the Year nomination list did not include Savannah Demello. Did not again. Like the goalkeeper one, I can palate. It's palatable to me if she doesn't win it, but not to be nominated after the season she's had. I think she led the league in times fouled. Right? Who's running these things? Don't like media people like vote who should be on that it's list. A popularity where's contest. Our, where's our vote? Do we get a vote? Our you, very biased vote. Do you remember in the last World Cup season when the entire team of the year played the collective like? like less than 10 games each because they just put the World yeah. Cup roster on there. Like, Fan-created best 11s are just like nine strikers. Yeah. <laughs> or 10 strikers and a goalie. Not nine. I'm assuming, yeah, we got a red card on the team of the year. <laughs> Play one guy down. We also got some news about some player movement. Not like bad player movement like we're used to. But well, like, it's, I mean... It's, it's fine. There's no, it, it's no, no nothing impeding there. I, I think it's, it's kind of bad as far as... How, what it says about the state of the game that, that players have to go oh, play across oh. the world in the offseason to yeah. make ends meet. Okay. But yeah, no, not, that, not bad news is in, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything. We're on the same page then. All right. So <laughs> both Jess McDonald and Hillary Beal are off to Australia, Western United FC for a loan. Jess will, however, be in fa- um, back in time for racing's preseason. Hillary Beal, I don't know if it was ever fully clarified. She might be there for the duration of their season, which might bleed into the NWSL season. I, I think there's an option involved in that. There's, yeah. I know there's an option in Jordan Bloomer's. Okay. Jordan there Bloomer is going to Western Sydney Wanderers, another Western team. That's confusing. Yes. But no, that one did specifically notate that the club does have an option to recall her. I'm especially, assuming, especially confusing because I think Sydney's in the East, right? I'll be honest. Don't know my Australian geography. Oh, that's sad. Do you know your Australian geography? Yeah. I know. I I know the basics. I know Sydney's in there somewhere. There's a big desert. I know there's a big desert in the middle. And Adelaide is somewhere in the in the south because that's what Alex Chidiak told us. (laughs) It is in the south, right? I did hear that, right? Yes. Okay. Like the southeast. And apparently, there's like nothing in the middle. It's like a desert. It there. Yeah. There's nothing in the middle. All of the cities are on like a ring around the outside of the country. Very good. Very good. Anyway, so three players off to Australia to the A League. Watch them in action. I was surprised by Jess. You know, I thought she would uh, take her off season to rest and recuperate, but uh, I think there's still a desire to play. And uh, I mean, maybe the uh, opportunity to earn some more money wasn't uh, wasn't hurting anything either. I'm sure that I'm sure that <laughs> was not not a factor. Yeah, kind of like that the whole WNBA thing. The whole reason like Brittany Grinder was over in in Russia to begin with. Yeah, unfortunate. 
Moving on. U-17 World Cup. We talked about this, what, last week? I believe it was. We had two players from Racing's Academy participating in that. Ella Sanchez um, appeared in two, uh, two of the United States' three group stage games, one of which was against Morocco, in which we had one player who, I don't think she's on any minutes, but she was, uh, was on their bench. She was a reserve goalkeeper. So I thought that was interesting that they ended up playing each other. Two, two Racing <laughs> Academy players on each sides of a matchup in a World Cup is pretty great. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. It says, it says good things about the state of the game amongst our youth population. Now, if only the NWSL could figure out that uh, that whole pipeline from, from yeah, academy to team. they could actually team. sign any of those players. That would be great. <sighs> yeah, the whole... But I will, I will say, on a positive note, uh, getting players called up to rosters like that gives like new scrutiny and new sets of eyes to like the whole system here in Louisville and will probably lead to some other players getting getting discovered uh so i think i think it's like a success begets success sort of deal with yeah. those things so yeah i mean i'll, I'll take every good. win that we can can get in these in this sort of these sort of things look good for for the academy and what we're kind of building here i've i've not been shy about my love a love of the academy i love i i just love how that how that's all built into soccer there's very much a pipeline to professional play and that we have it now here in our own city is a really cool thing. Yes. So the racing got, one... They just got to fix it. They yeah. haven't connected... They, fix it they haven't connected the end of the pipe, so it's hard to call it a pipeline. <laughs> yeah. a, a little difficult on that side, but... Big little, hole in the middle of the pipe right now. On the city side, I mean, we kind of... We, we didn't really get to talk about it for the, the Hartford match, but there were five players from the academy in the mix. And several academy players... You had Alex Cron, the goalkeeper, was on the bench. Uh, Sebastian Sanchez was on the bench. Carlos got in the match. Both the Widener boys were in action. But the academy Things look good. Things look good. Think the future is bright in Louisville. We don't talk about this very often, but Carlos Mogul, I'm really particularly excited about him. Uh, I think I think the best is yet to come with yeah. Carlos. Uh, he's uh, he's he's very much striking me as the Tyler Gibson type, where he's he's going to do a lot of little things that aren't going to garner the attention that they deserve. He's going to fly very under the radar, but hopefully become a very pivotal piece of the puzzle. And so. It, with all like thankful the midfielders we got on the team that he gets to learn from each and every day in practice and training. Also, Carlos reminds me he's a Metro Louisville alum. Oh yeah, we got a shout about out. That. We got a shout out. Metro Louisville won their second round Open Cup qualifier. You know they did it without any subs. Oh wow, they had just the eleven guys. That is <laughs> that is lower league soccer right there. Yeah, I think they 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 did the draw. They're playing Chicago House F, uh, AC for the for the third round here. Well. Up in Indiana at, at Worley is that the name of that? Yeah, place? and Jeff, it's what Jeffersonville. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the uh, so. the tweet. It's in November. Wish it was a little, little faster. Should have gave me a heads up so I could have had this pulled up. <laughs> I just I and just thought of it because we mentioned Carlos. Properly inform people. I got to scroll back. All right, November 19th, Worley Athletic Complex. Worley, good Worley. That's also, right. Chicago's the team we we like to see lose. So that's that's good. I don't know if I don't know if you remember. Remember all that all that stuff with uh, New Amsterdam and and the pizza and and the owner runs a kind of a fake company and and was what? was using the team as like a kind of a, a, a weird get rich quick scheme. Uh, oh, I miss this whole saga. But Chicago was involved in that too. Oh. Uh, I think so. They're bad guys. Yeah. So that'd be a good heels. We want to circle back to our wrestling. References. We always want to see Metro win, but it's it's fun to get to see Chicago lose too. So that'd yeah. be a good one. 
So what else has happened? Anything, any other news that the people should know about? Oh, we, we covered all the... Is that all the good news? It's all the good news, yeah. It's all the good news. I think we got... I think we will continue probably to 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 get bad news on the racing side yeah, for I mean, for the next couple of weeks. You, you, you still have that least. whole fallout of the Yates report yeah. looming. I think again. we got we have we had some new some new allegations come forth yeah. uh, on Twitter. So I guess I'll I'll mention that this is not this is not through reporting. Uh, even though there is reporting going on that that has not come out yet, I think it's just uh, first person testimony on Twitter. So I think you can put your trust in that. What you will, I guess we'll we'll give that disclaimer. Yeah. But there are some some allegations from a former. It was the mother of a some a former uh, lady on the training staff mm-hmm. of which I mean in the report there is. In the Yates report, there is details about like players said that that their injuries were not like believed, and and they were asked which, to play which one of particularly to play injured. Of yeah, um, uh, and and I think this sort of ties in with that of that there was a, a someone on the training staff that um, I guess Howley tried to uh, uh, she worked for Baptist officially mm-hmm. and was working with the team through Baptist uh and I mean it, it sounds like she was on the other end of like saying players were not ready to play and Hallie did not like that and went behind her back and tried to get her fired uh and and then the the way the the way the meeting about this was described does not make the the. I mean, it jives with what we've heard in the report about how allegations were dealt with, which is uh, all of the superiors of the person were gathered into a room and brought in to talk about it with the person, which is not the way you deal with stuff like this. Yeah, and I think that's the the key point here. You know, we want to avoid kind of like try to avoid like rumors and whatnot, but like you said, like it kind of it's a me- rumor, but it fits in with lots of stuff we know from yes, the report. Yes, it very already. much meshes with the with the kind of the narrative kind of spelled out within the Yates report. Again, well, and. We, I, I, oh, sorry, not to. I mean, and draws attention to it, a lot of this stuff is a lot bigger than just Howley was bad and did a very bad thing and got fired. Like it, a lot of this stuff brings up wider club culture dynamics. I even, even go as far as saying moving league, pat, league culture, and league culture, too, but, but specifically yes, to yes, this, specifically, like like this is not yeah. just Holly stuff. Yeah, here I think a lot of the uh, concerns are, you know, like what, I, how could this have been prevented in the first place? The oversight is very much, I think, a lot of concerns and question marks surrounding that, and like, like you kind of said before, kind of, kind of bleeds into and meshes with everything yeah. else that we've we've heard thus far. Um, you know, with the joint report uh, investigation going on with the NWSL and WSLPA, we'll hear more of, I guess, uh, um, racing Louisville's kind of side of things since they didn't talk to the the Yates team because of the um, their own fault yeah the um the NDA I must I almost forgot the acronym for a minute <laughs> say like a billion <laughs> times over the past month you think I'd remember it by now um, everyone's so, an NDA expert now so I and there's still a lot more to learn a lot like a lot more details about the situations we do know and I you know I'd imagine there's gonna be situations we don't know about that we, we may hear about I you know I'm not trying to like insinuate anything. I really have no side knowledge on that, but uh, it's just you just it's just a waiting game. It's an uncomfortable waiting game 
that we are in and as far as what more is going to come out. Yes. And more stuff's going to come out. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. We don't thing. know like, what. We don't know how much. Like, it's just There's a spotlight on it now. So like uncom- people are investigating it. It's the reporters are on it. Mark. Yeah. So um, I know. think the longer we don't hear anything the from the team and the more we're going to hear from everyone else so yeah that's that's been you you would you would kind of hope we would have i guess heard more like i guess i know they're not going to talk about what's actually happened but as far as maybe other other things outside of the actual events themselves maybe maybe changes that they could make to help mitigate these sort of situations in the future i know that i mean what annoys me is that the one the one bit we have heard focused exclusively on the holly component of everything and i think at this point like the team has to address sort of the stuff outside of holly that that has been brought up because as of right now any anything we've heard has been pretty pretty directly related to him specifically and not past that yeah you i mean we i mean we will we obviously want to hear about that so we can like kind of be rest assured a bit that the players that come here are you're going to be safe and treat it well but you know it's the off season time. There's now free agency involved in this league. You probably, I mean, you want to look good right now because you want people to come play. Here. Yeah, I think it's in the club's best interest to to be proactive on these sort of even for purely selfish this, reasons. Yeah, to, it's to it's good to have efforts. good PR right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not to get too selfish with it, but yeah, you very much want to rectify that. So I don't actually know when the free agency period begins. Do you know? Like, do we oh. know the details surrounding that? Yeah, man, I don't know nothing you, about you the. You look NWSL like a schedule. guy who knows the rules really well. That's why I brought that up. <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think it's possible to know the NWSL rules really well because they change so much and do they're they so know? inconsistent. I don't think they know. Them. I mean, clearly from the report, they don't know them because they, they they do not yeah. appear to be aware that coaches have to have licenses. Yeah, big so. yes. Anyway, thank you all for joining us here on Soccer City Radio. We appreciate you tuning in here to ESPN 680-1057. Like we've been saying multiple times throughout the show, I want to hear your honors and superlatives, your accolades. So hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City Radio. Let us know what you think. We'll be back next week. Take care. Vamos Morados. Bye, y'all.